Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know. With all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. Today is Election Day. Tuesday, November 7th, 2017. If there is an election in your state, please get out there and vote. Make your voice heard. It's not just in presidential years that it's important. Get out there and vote. Let's catch up on some news. Today is the big launch of the Xbox One X. Mine arrived this morning. I will definitely update you guys in the coming days with my experience with it. But that's not the end of Microsoft news. Microsoft's Phil Spencer had an interview with Bloomberg, and he mentioned that the company recognizes the need for the Xbox brand to grow. They said that they are interested in acquiring at least one new game studio to help reinvigorate the Xbox brand. Clearly, Xbox notices that Sony seems to be winning this generation largely on the back of exclusive first-party games. And the fact that the Xbox One X launches to no real launch lineup, to no real must-have exclusive games outside of perhaps Forza 7, is a real problem for Microsoft. It's hard to make a compelling case for why someone should jump into the Xbox ecosystem if they haven't already, when things like Horizon Zero Dawn and... Uncharted Lost Legacy have already hit this year, and you've got God of War and Spider-Man on the horizon, among others. Microsoft has Halo, but it's not really enough, in my opinion, and it's good to see that Phil Spencer, at least, understands that need. It'll be interesting to see which game studio they can scoop up and make into a Microsoft first-party brand. But that's not the end of the news that he drops, almost in an offhanded way. He mentions that Microsoft will probably debut a new streaming service in the next few years. And he says that streaming service won't require a console for some types of content. He said within the next three years, they plan to have such a streaming service. Uh, Microsoft already offers Xbox Game Pass, but of course that's for Xbox. The idea of this being a streaming service that does not require a console is a pretty interesting thing to just throw out there. We'll see how this develops over the next three years, but I wonder if it's something you guys would want. This is an ongoing debate between myself and my co-host over on DLC, my weekly podcast, Christian Spicer. He is uh, definitely of the opinion that game streaming services akin to Netflix for video games are the future and will be what we all play games on in the not-too-distant future, but... I remain skeptical. Um, it sounds like Microsoft is getting on this bandwagon. So we'll we'll see how that comes down and what that service really looks like. But clearly they're working on it. Skyrim coming to PlayStation VR is a huge deal. A game of that caliber, of that size and scope, arriving on PlayStation VR as an exclusive to that VR headset is pretty exciting for people like me that want to explore big open worlds inside of the VR environment. And it sounds like Sony recognizes this and has announced a PlayStation VR bundle 
that will come with Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, in VR. I think this is a very smart move. The bundle will retail for $449.99, so $450 gets you PlayStation VR and Skyrim in VR. I think that's a pretty compelling price point. Of course, you still need a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 4 Pro to use your PlayStation VR, but it's a pretty easy way to get into a pretty awesome tech, as far as I'm concerned. And the PlayStation VR Skyrim VR bundle will include the newest version of PlayStation VR, which has that HDR pass-through box and some other minor tweaks, including uh, making the audio cables a little cleaner. Uh, It's a nice little update, but not a game changer. Still, it's good to know that that new version of the VR headset will be in this VR bundle, as well as the PlayStation camera peripheral, two Move controllers, and that PSVR demo disc that was originally shipped with PlayStation VR. It all arrives later this month with the release of Skyrim VR, and I'm pretty excited. In more PlayStation news, trophies in PlayStation games, are now going to be worth real-life stuff. Earning rewards, earning trophies in your game is going to earn you discounts in the PlayStation Store. This is pretty cool. In an update to the Sony Rewards program, it means that after earning 100 silver trophies, you'll earn 100 points. 25 gold trophies get you 250 points, and 10 platinum trophies, which you get from getting every other trophy in a game, get you a 1,000 points. Now, currently a 1,000 points in the Sony Rewards program gets you a $10 discount voucher on PlayStation Network. That's pretty cool. The only catch is that you have to be signed up for the Sony Rewards program and have a PSN account linked to it prior to earning your trophies. So all the trophies you've earned so far in all the PlayStation games you've played don't get retroactively turned into vouchers, which is a bit, it's a bit disappointing, but it's a cool thing that Sony didn't have to do, and it turns trophy chasing into real-life rewards. I think that's a pretty cool thing. The Sony Rewards program also offers discount codes and points for things like signing up for trial programs, subscribing to PlayStation Network services, or buying and renting movies. So check it out. You may be able to actually earn yourself some discounts. It might be worthwhile if you're grinding for trophies already. And if you're into getting free stuff, you might want to know that Watch Dogs is available for a limited time on Ubisoft's Uplay service on PC. The promotion runs from today, November 7th, through November 13th, and only applies to the PC version of the game. So if you want to play it on console, uh, you don't get to play it for free. This was the original Watch Dogs that was released in 2014. Not a game I loved, but hey, if it's free on PC, why not give it a shot? It may, uh, it may provide you some, some fun. So check it out. All you have to do is log in to Uplay on your PC, go over to the game page, and add Watch Dogs to your collection automatically for free. The expansion to Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds, releases today. I was fortunate to get an early review copy of the expansion and have been playing it for a little while now. And I'm sure if you listen to this show, you know at this point how highly I regard Horizon Zero Dawn. It will definitely be one of my top games of the year. 
I think it's one of the best open-world role-playing games ever made, one of the best story action games ever made. It is a tremendous culmination of a lot of great ideas we've seen other games do, but refined, brought together in an incredible package with an awesome narrative. I, I think Horizon Zero Dawn is one of the best games of all time. So I was very excited to return to that universe with more content and more content in the same year that the first game came out. More single-player story content, an entirely new area to explore on the map, more missions, more quests, more stuff to upgrade, a a new higher level cap, all of that good stuff that you want out of good single-player DLC. And yes, the Frozen Wilds is more of the same. It suffers a bit from a lack of narrative pull. The first game, the original game, the the base game, had such a strong narrative, and to the game's credit, had really a beginning, middle, and end. It ends with a crescendo, and while there are some loose threads, it mostly gives us closure. It mostly gives us real answers to big questions, and it fulfills Aloy's destiny, and we understand what she was, who she was, where she came from, and what she was trying to do, uh, both in the past and the present. So any more story added onto that adventure feels a little less than, right? It, it simply can't be about those same things. It can't feel as personal to Aloy as the original game. And that's, that's just going to be what DLC is going to be. But even working with that disadvantage, I think the game does create some compelling new problems for Aloy to tackle, some compelling new enemies, and some interesting new cultures that she's experiencing. She goes north into what's called the Cut, which is this big, frozen, new area that's more desolate, a little harsher, and has some new, more powerful enemies. This is content that is designed for players that have gotten very, very far in the game, if not completed it. So it's not something for new players to jump right into. And there is new challenge. These, these new enemies, these new mechanical beasts that you will be taking down are challenging, are difficult. I feel like the side quests in the new expansion are even a little more robust and filled out than the base games, which were already excellent. Uh, I feel like the, the area is equally as beautiful and interesting to explore as the first game. I think the new upgrades that Aloy gets aren't really very compelling or very interesting. She doesn't get brand new abilities. They're just sort of quality of life improvements that I think are appreciated, like the idea of being able to gather resources while you remain on your mount is much very welcome, not having to jump off the mountain, jump back on in order to just pick some medicinal herbs. But it's not big, great, sweeping changes to the way Aloy plays, which would have been, I think, more surprising and cool. It's really more of the same, but the same is so good, and the fundamental gameplay loop of Horizon Zero Dawn is so strong that I can't help but love this. And I think it's, it's a great reward for players that loved Horizon Zero Dawn and just want more. 